what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Hello, you beautiful people. What is going on, my guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome back to whatever, the show where I talk about whatever. My name is Cameron. I'm Kate. And from the land in the skies to the ruins of a great war, today we talk about two more great Zelda titles, Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild. Now, personally, I mean, I don't know about you, but Skyward Sword is definitely one of my f- top favorite Zelda games, despite all the hate it gets. Yes. <laughs> it's like at the bottom of the barrel for me. <laughs> the face she gave me is not, she just gave me that like, mm, I have something different about that. I mean, okay, it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad game, it's just not one of my favorites. And, uh, yeah, the reason we want to do this episode about Starward Sword and Breath of the Wild is because, well, like, because I had the idea from when we did Ocarina of Time and uh, Majora's Mask, since they're kind of sequels to each other, but I wanted to change it up with Starward Sword and Breath of the Wild because Starward Sword is the beginning of everything. And, uh, at least as of right now, Breath of the Wild is the end of everything. Because Starward, if you know anything about the Zelda timeline, Starward Sword is, like, the top. It's literally the start of everything else. Well, there's stuff before, but it's the first game in the timeline. And, like I said, Breath of the Wild is the last one in the timeline. And so, Starward Sword, when did it come out? November 18th, 2011 came out on the Wii, and it came out during the uh, 25th anniversary of Zelda. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, was it the 25th? Yeah, it was the 25th anniversary of Zelda. And the other reason I wanted to talk about Star Wars Sword 2 is because this month, on July 16th, uh, is they're going to release the HD remake of Star Wars Sword, which basically is the same. It's the same Star Wars Sword, but there's obviously a lot of quality of life differences, and it just looks nicer and runs a lot better. It runs at, uh, I think it runs at 60, 60 frames per second. Yeah. Which is super nice. I want, I'm hoping that it's going to be like the HD remake of um, Wind Waker. Oh, Wind Waker? Mm-hmm. Where they just tweak some things, They're like oh, we made these parts a little easier, and then yeah. But the HD remake of when we got like, the the color and the graphics alone was so crisp. But no, that's the thing with Wind Waker though. Wind Waker they had to do like a complete overhaul of it because you have uh, you had the game your what did it release on GameCube? You had the graphics when it came out on GameCube, and then you have this whole another like two generations later, this new console that you had to release it on, you're like, alright, we can't release it with the same graphics. I don't think we ever had Wind Waker on the GameCube. I think I've only ever played it on the Wii. Yeah, we did. I think you had it. For the GameCube? Yeah, you had it. I remember us specifically having the GameCube version. We've never had a GameCube here. Yeah, but we had it We had it for the GameCube. We never actually had a GameCube, but we had the game, like we had a Wii. We could play it on the Wii. Did we? Yeah. We also had the Wii U, too. Oh, maybe that's what it was, because we played it on the Wii, but we had the GameCube game. Yeah, and we had the Wii U, which we played the uh, the HD one, the HD yes. version. That's the one I, I beat, like, three times. 
Because I'm bored with nothing else better to do. Bored in the house and I'm in the house bored. But but to Starward Sword now. If you haven't played Starward Sword, I highly recommend it. Um, some of my favorite things about Starward Sword is I actually gave a shit about Zelda this time. It's just, just I actually fell for them because uh, I think this is the second game where they show that Link and Zelda were actually good friends like before. Childhood anything. friends, yeah. Yeah, because the other one was uh, Minish Cap, I think. I mean, Zelda in that is Minish already. Minish Cap is so cute. I love that game. Like in Minish Cap, Zelda's already a princess, but she's still best friends with Link. Right. But in Star Wars Sword, they're just they grew up together. They're really good friends, and there's just I don't know. There's a lot of emotions that the characters actually give off instead of, you know, the previous games where everyone's just, like, deadpan and everything. But the story of Starward Sword is basically, it boils down to, in the beginning, your, uh, Zelda wants you to, really wants you to win this, uh, knight ceremony thing, which basically lets you go on to your, uh, you get on your loft wing and you go through this obstacle course, which, loft wings, I really love them because they're actually based off of real birds. I mean, obviously they're they took some they're um some kind of stork, aren't they? Shoe built stork. Yeah. And you win that. And you win that, and Zelda gives you her her her, yeah her well she calls it her wrap, but it's basically a sailcloth, which lets you when you jump off of high places lets you just float down to the ground, which they then reused in like that idea in Breath of the Wild. But. You know, you win the night ceremony, everybody's all happy and whatever, and all of a sudden this tornado comes, takes Zelda down, past the... Oh, by the way, <laughs> should probably mention that the place you start off in is Skyloft, which is this island in the sky, because there's a reason that there's an island in the sky is because uh, the goddess Hylia was involved in this great war on the surface, and to protect all the people, she basically cut out a huge chunk of land and... Uh, raised, it up, yeeted it to the heavens. Yeeted it to the heavens, basically. And so the whole thing is, you find out... Uh, you find out later that Zelda is actually the reborn goddess Hylia. And you go on this huge adventure, and you fight... Uh, you run into Girahim every now and then, who's basically the sidekick to the main bad guy, Demise. I will say, as far as, like, antagonists go... For Skyward Sword, Skyward Sword did have like. Do I want to put this out on the internet? Yeah. Yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. Skyward Sword had the best antagonists in my opinion because all the other Zelda games, your end, end all be all boss is Ganon. Yeah. Or some variation of Ganon. So it's like. After the first couple of games, my opinion on Ganon was like, okay, we've done been here before. Like, We've been through this a hundred times before. Have we pummeled this fucking dude into the ground I don't know how many times, but Giraheim kind of... Well, not to get too into it, like... Because I know you already did your Pride episode, but like, Giraheim was like... Fabulous! He really was. He was very androgynous, but like, he He's... was... He was a fabulous, fabulous. It was really hard to hate him. Like as he's a v- he's very flowy. Like and I just love how he like he like has this like better than you attitude, but you slowly like as you go through, as you continuously stop him, you start to see his personality, you know, crack. 
And then at some point he just gives up and he's just, you know, he, he just rages. Which is fun to watch. But it's nice to see, like, because a lot of the times in the Zelda games you don't see a lot of, like, character development. I mean, you kind of do in some of them between, like, Young Link and Older Link, but, like... And you see that with Zelda, too, in this one. Well, yeah, but for the most part, like, you, you don't see character develop. You don't see the facade crack on a villain, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Ganondorf, you know, Ganon, you know what his plan is. He's upfront about that. He's like, yeah, this is what I'm gonna do, and... You well, know, like, try to stop me, but like in Ocarina of Time, like he's already captured Zelda. He's like, "Ha ha, I'm evil!" And then you defeat him, and he's like, "Okay, now I'm angry. Now I'm a big pig thing." <laughs> Why did you say that? And I immediately was like, "Are you aching? Yup, yup, yup. For some bacon? Yup, yup, yup." If you want a big me. fat hunk of juicy meat, even Bubba Buddy Pumba here, cause he is a treat. Coming down to dine on this tasty swine. All you gotta do is get in line. Ah, you aching? Yep, yep, yep. For some bacon? Yep, yep, yep. He's a big pit. You could be, be a, a big pit too. too. Oi! <laughs> they call me Mr. Pig. Sorry. Anyway, that's like my favorite Disney movie of all time. I'm taking some sips of Monster, so I didn't talk more. Hashtag not a sponsor. But if you're listening, Monster, please sponsor me. I'm looking for people. <laughs> They're not in the list. They're. But there's no way in hell they're gonna listen to this. But in case yeah, you like are monster, I think it's like the second or third time you stop Garaheim that like he you, starts saying you, stuff like you see the crazy come out a little bit, and you're like, okay, so there's more to you than what meets the eye. Well, yeah, and like about the third time he starts like ins- really insulting you. Like he's ins- he's insulting you from the beginning, but now it's because he at ins- first it was playful. Now he's going for the jugular. Now he's like really like pissed off at you. And, um, yeah, basically he's working for Demise, who at this point has been, I guess, sealed in the ground, but he comes back multiple times as this creature called the Imprisoned, which is basically a big fuzzy turd with toes. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. Have you, have you seen the picture of the llama? The brown llama that's, like, loafed on the ground? And he just looks like a giant turd with eyes and ears. I have not, but I have to it's see it Turd now. Beast? Hold on, I'll, I'll pull it up. But this is what, when you said that, this is what it reminded me of. Uh, but yeah, the Imprisoned, I think that's one of my main complaints about the game. You fight the Imprisoned, like, multiple times, and the only difference is, like, like the first time, it, like, it slowly walks up the hill, and you have to stop him before he gets to the temple. And then the second time, it's like, oh, now you have to stop him from getting to the te- temple, but now he can jump. And then the third time, is like, now you have to stop him from getting to the temple, but now he has wings. Like, it's just, that's my biggest complaint about Skyward Sword. That's one thing I don't like, having to fight that thing multiple times. Uh, this is Turd Beast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's just, a, it's literally just like an, a brown alpaca. You know how cats, like, when they loaf and they sit with all their paws and their legs underneath them? That's what this is, and it's a brown alpaca, and the caption says, Turd Beast demands an explanation. <laughs> This was the shit when I was in high school. We used to send this back and forth all the time. <laughs> Turd beast. Turd beast. Uh, <laughs> anyway. But, uh... Because I wanted to look up, um... Demise. Yeah, Demise is, uh... Then at some point during the game, uh... Durham basically, like, he tries to fight you off before you can fight Demise, and he basically transforms into his true form. He, uh... 
And then after he fails, I guess Demise actually oh, he's ugly. Kills, kills him off, absorbs his power, and then you f- Demise is like, you, you're the one that's trying to stop me. You know, Meet me in this place and we'll have a one-on-one battle. And yeah, then, see, Gerheim is just fabulous and flowy. I love him. He's just, he's very... Yes. That's literally what this picture is. <laughs> just, bitch. Yachts queen. Like, Slay. Like, if he wasn't a villain, he would be... He would qualify as a day best friend. Oh, 100%. But, uh... Yeah, and then you fight... Oh, yeah. You just passed by the picture. That, his true form? Mm-hmm. When he becomes just from like Kevlar near him, I guess. Demon Lord Garen. Demon I call him Kevlar near him because well yeah, because when you fight him, like you swing your sword at him and he the only place you can hit is the diamond in the middle of his chest. Oh god, is there fan art? No. Well, of course there's I mean Well yeah. Why why would I why would I question that? Of course there's fan art. The internet's a weird place. Isn't it like Rule fifty two or something like that? No, Rule 34. Yeah, Rule 34. Rule 34. If, if it exists, there's porn about it. But, uh... Which is upsetting, to say the least. <laughs> but yeah, you know, when you don't fight Demise, he, uh... What is the last thing he says? I gotta... We're gonna look it up here. Demise last quote. Because he... He says something that's very important to, uh... Like, the rest of the series. But 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 and while I looked at this up, I will say um, the uh, the fight with Demise is really... I mean, it's not hard, but it's very I epic. I forgot the, the heckin' sword has a name. The actual sword in... Yeah. It's Isn't it the goddess sword? No, it's Genshin. Genshin? Who? Which sword? It's the Skyward sword. That sword, right there. That's not Starward sword. Yes, it is. That is not... What the... Ch- no, that must be... No, that's that's from Genshin Impact. Yeah. Well, then why did it come up when I looked up Skyward Sword? Because Genshin Impact ripped off of Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, literally, like, a lot of people... So, if you don't know what Genshin Impact is, basically it's this, like, anime adventure game. But if you play it, it looks a, a lot like... It plays a lot like Breath of the Wild. Like, they almost copy and pasted it. Uh, actually, no, back to the demise thing. I finally pulled up the quote. Uh, it's, this isn't the whole quote, but it just says, the last thing he says before he, bef- you know, before he disappears is, those like you, those who share the blood of the goddess and the spirit of the hero, they are internally bound to this curse. An incarnation of my hatred shall ever follow your kind, doing them to wander a blood-soaked sea of darkness for all time. So basically, it's demise's fault that, you know, Evil, you know, pertains throughout the entire series. So basically, Demise is the start of Ganon and everything. He is quite an asshole. (laughs) But I will say, like I said about the... The biggest of dicks. (laughs) Like I said about the boss battle, it's it's not hard, but definitely the environment is pretty damn cool. Because you're in this, like, this big sky place, and you're, like, you're, like, on water, but it's also solid, and it's very, it's mirrored. So, like, it's really cool, but the fight is pretty easy. And fun fact about the boss fight, uh, and this, there's stuff like this in other Zelda games too, but 
at one point during the fight, if you pull out your button net and wave it around in front of him, he actually gets distracted by it. I think that's a callback to uh, in Twilight Princess when you can pull out your uh, fishing pole and actually distract Ganon with it. Like you pull out your fishing pole and he'll look around like, ooh, hey, ooh, what's that? And you can get in an easy hit. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Twilight Princess, there's I just I remembered uh, last time in our Ocarina episode you shared a story of like your brother. And uh, I actually have one of playing Twilight Princess. Oh, yeah, and he was bowling with the cuckoos? Yeah, there's, a, there's actually a story I thought of just the other day. It's not a long story, but I still find it funny. So, at some point when I was a teenager and I had Twilight Princess, uh, Amanda, my sister, actually went to uh, actually wanted to play it, too. So, she didn't finish it, but she played a good chunk of it. And she got to the part where, uh, you know, after... You heard all those goats in. And you know how Ilya comes out and even like yells at Link for opponent being injured? Mm-hmm. And there's the cutscene where she like walks off with your horse. And it, it was completely it was completely silent, except for obviously the game audio. And the next thing I hear from my sister is Bitch stole my horse! <laughs> <laughs> Bitch stole my horse. Why can I hear Amanda say that? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, anything else to start with? Uh, so I guess some of my favorite quests in it. I don't know. Do you have any like favorite things from Skyward Sword? I know you don't like it as much as I do, but do you have any favorite stuff from it? From Skyward Sword? Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, a couple things. They're really arbitrary, but I do enjoy them. We were gonna lose our streak, so I had to send you a Snapchat. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, I like, people shit on it all the time, but I like the, the, um, well, this is gonna, this is gonna say a lot about me that I don't know, I'm ready for the world to know, but, um, I very much enjoyed, like, throwing the cats off the top of the buildings. Oh, yeah. I do that, too. And just watching them helicopter back up. (laughs) Uh, Um, Also drinking on a Palmer, half shit down the sponsor. Oh, Continue. (laughs) Um, and I like the loft wings I just liked like flying the loft wings that was really fun that was really fun I mean I think Barry actually you remember Barry editor former editor for Game Drums yes I'm very well aware of who Barry is he actually made a uh, a video talking about Star Wars Sword and he made a really good point about the flying like the flying is really good but just the sky sky outside of the needed to be more colorful it needed to be more yeah, it needed need to be more well, it need to be more colorful, and there need to be more things. Like I agree with that too. The sky was just bare. I mean, there were different islands you could land on, but they were like very far in between. Like other than that, there's just like nothing else there. Um, I guess something else I liked, and it's it's a pain in the ass to do, but I liked the uh, the Thunder Dragon quest. Yeah, that was good too. So at one point you helped this uh, you helped this Thunder Dragon and. After you do, like, the main story thing, you can go back to them and actually do, like, a boss rush type of thing. So you can actually go through and fight all the bosses you've already fought in. And I guess after each round, the reward increases. And eventually, you get to a point where you can actually get, you know, the iconic Hylian shield. You know, that everybody knows and loves. And I always got as far as that, and I can never, I can never do it. Because it's actually, it's not super tough if you know how to fight the bosses, but... The thing with the boss rush is your hearts don't regenerate. 
Like, you can't gain health back each round. Like, you have to... Like, if you lose a bunch of hearts, like, that's what you got going into the next fight. And it's kind of a pain in the ass. Because, I mean, when you move on to the next boss, it's one that, you know, you know how to beat very well. But you've only got three hearts, so, you know, you make a small mistake, get hit, and all of a sudden you're dead. Well, not dead, but you basically, you lose the boss rush. And then you have to restart everything all over again. Um, Characters. I will say, I did mention about the characters before. Uh, Any of your favorite characters in the (laughs) game? Um, I always want to call him Groot, but the Groose. He's such a... He's he's an oaf. He's an oaf. But I love him. Like, I compare him to Kronk from Epper's New Groove. Yes. That's exactly the energy he gives off. <laughs> you see, that's not an Talk about blue. blue. Or in the case of uh, Skyward Sword. Did you see that sky today? Talk about beige. <laughs> Talk about beige. It is. It's the most boring. Like, there's like a of clouds here and there. But, like, it's the most boring thing in the entire world. Is that the technical term? Just a of clouds? Yeah. But, uh, now Druce, now Druce at the beginning, he's your typical, like, bully character, because they're, he's in the Night Academy with Link, and Druce is just like, oh, you never amount to anything, like, I'm gonna win Zelda's heart, blah, 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 blah. And at some point during the story, as you go back to the surface, Druce actually follows you down there, and then from, like, that point on, he starts to kind of turn as a character, and instead of being, like, the bully and, you know always criticizing you, he actually starts helping you out and actually becomes, like, your friend. Mm-hmm. Which, that I liked. I liked the turn personality for Groose. Uh, who else? I liked both forms of Impa. Both, like, the old one you meet at first, and then the, like, one that's constantly with Zelda, you know, guiding her through the different, uh, temples. Because, the thing with Zelda, when she, when she gets to the surface, uh, Impa from the past, the younger Impa, guides Zelda throughout these temples to, like, pray at different statues and, you know, do a bunch of these stuff and basically realize, you know, her true calling. Basically, made Zelda realize that, like, oh, wait, I'm a goddess reborn and I need to do this thing. But, uh, uh, well, <laughs> another character I like, and it's somebody not important, I forget her name, but there's this old lady at the beginning of the game that is in the kitchen of the Night Academy who basically uh, wanted this other character, Fledge, who's just this little, this weak little nerdy guy, to carry some barrels, but he's too weak to lift him up. So, of course, you as Link just yeets him, you know, over your head, and you actually do a small thing where you, you know, like, carry the barrel into the kitchen and put it in front of her. She's like, oh, cool, thanks. You know, I knew that other guy was too much of a wuss to lift those, but the thing I love doing is, like, after you... Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Henya? She, uh... For the record, I literally just Googled Kitchen Lady and Skyward Sword, and it was the first thing that came up. I mean, I suppose. <laughs> I like how, like, when you bring the barrels here, she's like, oh, yeah, thanks. And then you go to pick it up again, and she's like, hey, what are you doing? Like, stop messing around. you got stuff to do. But then after that, you can, you're can you free to pick up the barrel. And I, what I like to do, I like to just throw it at her, and she, gets, she like, actually gets mad at you. And she's like, what do you think you're doing? Meh! Uh, <laughs> is that actually how she does it? Yeah. That's like T word. And don't, you guys listening, don't even bother looking it up because I am. It's canon. Yes. <laughs> Weird. 
it's not canon. <clears throat> but, uh, who else? There are, uh, as far as Zelda staples, like, you got your, uh, who are the enemies? Botoblins, I think. Mm-hmm. And you got your... Oh, you know the one thing that really pisses me off about Starward Sword? Hmm. The Silent Realm sections. So, like, you remember those? No. So there's basically there's points where you have to collect Tears of Light. You have to go in the Silent Realm. So there's like a little circle that you have to open up with your harp. With the goddess harp that you get. And then you let you sit your sword in the middle and it transport you to the Silent Realm where you have no weapons. You have to collect all these Tears of Light and avoid all the guardians. Oh, that does sound vaguely familiar. And it's not super difficult once you know what you're doing. But just the fact that like you're defenseless is a huge pain in the ass because if you you know get the attention of any of the dar the guardians they'll come after you and you literally like you have to run like you can't do anything about it like you know they catch you you know that's it start over run bitch run for your life run bitch run for your life uh, I guess is there anything else you wanted to touch on Star Wars or before I share this thing about the yeah. HD one uh, what else? But, no, like I said, Star Wars are definitely a great game if... I, I highly recommend it. Especially, you know, if you're gonna check it out. You know, if you have a Wii, get the original Wii version. But if you want to wait till like, later this month, definitely get the HD remake that's coming out on Switch. Uh, speaking of the HD remake, uh, recently on Nintendo's YouTube channel, they released a trailer, a uh, quality of life trailer for Star Wars Sword HD. Basically saying, you know, what they're doing different with this, the newer version. And, uh, do they actually list them in here? Or do I have to, like, dig? I'm gonna have to dig. Oh, so, this, and I'm getting this from Kotaku. Uh, for example, after finding any item for the first time, the game would explain what that item was. This is useful, but only once. However, every time you booted up the game or reloaded a save, it would show these tutorial messages again, even after you had picked up that item a dozen or more times before. It was frustrating. Thankfully, this annoying design choice has been changed in Star Wars Sword HD. After you're finding an item, you won't be told what it is ever again. Thank Christ. God, that was super annoying. Like, so, like, in the original Star Wars Sword, like, you would pick up, or the first time you pick up an item from when you start playing, It'll tell you what it is. Be like, oh, this is a, like a, this is a blue rupee. Like this is a stamina fruit. And then it did that. Like every time you reloaded a save, like you haven't already picked up a thousand of them. And it was, that was especially a pain in the ass with the, uh, the, the pieces you collected for like upgrades and stuff, mm-hmm. like the amber or whatever. Like every time you reload a save, you picked one up. You're like, this is an amber. Like yes, I know it's an amber. I have fifty of them. Right. <laughs> And thank you for tell, showing me where it goes in my inventory. Like, I haven't already seen this a thousand times. You know what else I want with the remake? That what? People get? I want chest opening to be like it was in the original Zelda games. What do you mean? Like, I don't want the whole... Like, 35 second bullshit. Just like, da-da! Open the chest and let me move on with my life. Well, they, uh... I think that's just going to be in there no matter what. Like, that's just the thing that's going to happen. But they only do that with big chests, like the little chests. You literally just kick it open and just be like, Ha! I got the thing. But, uh... 
What else do they have in here? What else do they list? The last one is a big deal. As many players have shared their frustrations about how much Fee, your magical sword, yells at you about things, some considered Fee to be even even more annoying than the famously talky Navi from Ocarina of Time. Now, I don't hate Fee as much as most people do. Like, I agree she's annoying, but I don't hate Fee as much as other people. Mostly because, you know, the context of who she is and the fact, you know, that she actually develops a personality. Mm-hmm. Like, towards at the end of the game. Like, instead of just being like, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm set to guide the hero through, you know, their task. Instead, you know, she actually grows a care a little about Link. Which, fun fact with uh, Fee, I think she resides in the Master Sword no matter what. And they don't really touch on that, on, you know, Fee being in the Master Sword, until Breath of the Wild. Because there's a part in Breath of the Wild where Zelda hears the sword talking to her. And I'm like, well, how did the sword talk to you? And then it clicked. I'm like, <gasps> Fee! Like, that's, that's gotta be... It could be something else, too. It could be just, like, a spiritual connection. But I firmly believe Fee is still in the Master Sword. And Fee is the one talking to Zelda in Breath of the Wild. More than likely. Let's see. Now, instead of yelling at you about a chest or a puzzle, Fee will glow blue and you can decide to listen or just ignore the glorified dragonfly. Okay, so in the HD remake, instead of her just, like, coming out and talking to you, you know, without your control, she's gonna, you know, you have the option to listen to her. Bless you, Mochi. (laughs) Uh... Another nice improvement shown off in the trailer was the enhanced frame rate, making the game look smoother and more responsive. You will also be able to use motion controls like in the Wii original, excuse me, or new controls that use the standard buttons and analog sticks. This is a super important change, and not just because you no longer have to use finity waggle controls. It helps with accessibility, allowing people to play Star Wars Sword even if they can't physically use motion controls. Uh, anything else? And basically, beside oh, oh, I already did that one. Talking about the let's see, this is just one of many changes to help improve the game and fix things that players have complained about for the past decade. Other important quality of life improvements include the ability to skip cutscenes, fast forward through dialogue, and reduce how often the legendary annoying spirit fee pops <gasps> pops up to help you. The legendary annoying spirit. I do like that they did that, you know, you can actually move through cutscenes because the dialogue moved way too slow even if you held down A in the original, so the ability to just be like, yeah, 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 I get it, that's definitely, definitely You never want your player to say, yeah, I get it. (laughs) Oh, I actually, (laughs) um, I think after, before I do an ad, I'm going to put in that quote from uh, Aaron's sequelitis. if you wanna, if you wanna do a video where somebody mentions Skyward Sword, I mean, Aaron has a hatred for Skyward Sword. So if you hate Skyward Sword and you wanna hear somebody rattle off about it, go listen, go look at uh, Edo Raptor's sequelitis. It's a sequ- his sequelitis he did on Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time. But there's a part in it where he just rips apart Skyward Sword. 
You know, what started the franchise was like the sense of wonder, and what has thus far concluded the franchise is a sense of formality. A predictable, time-consuming mess that asks you not of your sense of adventure, or even your wits, but instead your ability to listen and follow directions. You ask of us our ability to point something at something else and then walk towards it. You ask of us our willingness to get another bow and arrow, fight another boss with another giant glowing eyeball. Gee, I wonder how to fucking beat it! I fucking wonder, Skyward Sword! You ask of us to get a cat from the top of a roof and carry him over to some guy who says thank you. The Adventures of Link, Cat Delivery Man. Is that your title? What's the tagline in the ads? Cat's out of the bag and onto the roof. 10 out of 10. No Wiimote motion issues here that could possibly cripple the entire experience. Best in the series. Which honestly, I don't take his opinion seriously because at that point he had never finished Skyward Sword. But they later did on Game Grumps. He still hates it. He still hates it. And of course, Dan is just like, oh, I love this game. It's very pretty. <laughs> like, that's the thing about Game Drums. Aaron is very like, fuck this, fuck that. And Dan's just like, wow. Like, the world is magic. <laughs> the world is magic. <laughs> Leoplerodon, Charlie. It's a magic Leoplerodon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no. I guess we do move on to Breath of the Wild, huh? Breath of the Wild. Now, like I said before, Breath of the Wild is right now at the end of the Zelda timeline. It's kind of, like, at least the Zelda timeline that I looked up, it looks like it's at the end of, like, all timelines. Like, it's, for some reason, like, everything comes together. Which... Honestly, and I don't know how what you think of this, but I think the original like Hyrule Warriors, which is the you know spinoff they did with the whole Dynasty Warriors formula, mm -hmm. I believe that's canon, and that's why a lot of Zelda, you know, a lot of stuff from other Zelda games can be combined in one, because somewhere along the line the timelines got mixed up, mixed together, mm -hmm. and I think that's why we see stuff in Breath of the Wild, like we see the ruins of. What we assume is Lon Lon Ranch from Ocarina of Time. Well, it was confirmed to be canon. Nintendo confirmed that. Did they confirm it, or was mm -hmm. it just people thinking about it? No, Nintendo confirmed it. Uh, but yeah, then you see stuff from like Star Wars Shigeru Sword. Miyamoto himself. Ooh, ooh, ooh I don't want to <laughs> bow down to the great Shigeru Miyamoto. We are not worthy. We are not worthy. Uh, but Breath of the Wild. Oh, I should mention too that when I doodled up when I when I doodled up when I searched uh, Starward Sword they have uh, on the side they have like a brief description and like a rating from GameStop so Breath of the Wild has a 4.8 out of 5 and Starward Sword had a 3.9 out of 5 so and that's kind of going back to Starward Sword real quick uh I feel like a lot of people who used to hit on Starward Sword definitely don't hate it now. Like, they've gotten over it. And they're like, you know what? This game is actually pretty pretty good. But literally everyone was like, oh, Breath of the Wild is really great. Breath of the Wild is super great. I mean, I don't blame them. It's definitely my... Because Breath of the Wild is truly an open world Zelda game. Yeah, it's my, in my top you three. You whenever you want. Like, literally, yeah. Once you get out of the Great Plateau, you could go straight to Ganon <laughs> if you want. Like you you go, will die, but you could do it. More than likely, you're going to die. But yeah, you can go straight again and finish the game. 
It's not recommended, but you can. Because the whole thing about Breath of the Wild is that they really focus on, you know, exploration. Like, they want you to explore this world. Um, the whole, I guess, the story behind Breath of the Wild is that... And they actually explain this in uh, a game that came out recently, uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, which is a sequel to the others. Well, not really. It's... I guess it's another one in the Hyrule Warriors games, but... It's actually, like, its own standalone Zelda game and not just a clone of Dynasty Warriors. It basically explains the events before Breath of the Wild. Because a hundred years before the events of Breath of the Wild, there was, uh, there was a great war. And Link wasn't, you know, the big hero right away that he was. He was just some dude that was assigned to help protect Zelda. And... He's just some rando. <laughs> just some dude. And, uh, Zelda have actually isn't happy about it and basically she uh she is on this quest and Link has to follow her around on this quest to try to awaken her powers like her mother before her which we don't know who her mother was we just assume it's another Zelda but uh she tries to awaken her goddess powers and she just she just really can't and this as this war goes on there's actually a cutscene later that like it's during this big storm Zelda kind of gives up and she like a lot of people have died and a lot of people are injured and she puts the blame on herself and she breaks down crying and she like she blames herself for everything and just as his guardian is about to attack Link kind of steps in front and you know Zelda sees her sees you know she wants to save Link because she doesn't think Link is gonna you know be able to defeat this thing on his own so she steps in you know, holds out her hand and just this big thing of light shoots out and she, you know, she finally awakened her powers. Mm-hmm. Which, then, you know, obviously after she does that, she finds Link is, you know, collapsed from his injuries and she calls on some Sheikah people to bring him to this Shrine of Resurrection to put him in this pod and have him rest for a hundred years. Meanwhile, she puts the Master Sword he had uh, back in the Lost Woods to be protected by the Great Deku Tree to basically wait for Link. And so, obviously, you wake up a hundred years later with Link basically remembering... not remembering anything. So, like, during the game, you go to different places and you you get uh, memories, which basically, you know, you know, shocks your memory into being like, oh, yeah, this thing happened. And then eventually Link is like, oh, now I remember what happened. Now I remember what I have to do. Are you really playing mobile games? While we're recording. Yeah, I'm listening. Oh my god. But, um... Yeah, no, Breath of the Wild is very, very open. There's, like... There is a big overarching story, and a lot of characters do, like, a lot of stuff related to the story. But it's very open-ended. Like, you could easily miss everything. Especially if you're one of those people that wants to be like, Oh, you know, I only have three hearts, but I'm gonna go straight to Ganon and beat him. Like... You're gonna die. That's what you're gonna do. I... Highly recommend you play Breath. Of, well, first of all, I highly recommend you play Breath of the Wild. But if you're gonna play it, you know, play it to its fully, to its fullness. If you know. yeah, I mean, if you take it, I mean, there's no specific way you have to play the game. But if you play it like, there's so like you would pro- you probably have to play it like two or three times to see the game in its entirety. Oh yeah, especially like explore. You know, I highly recommend exploring pretty much anywhere you can. 
because there's stuff hidden all over the place. There's all kinds of side quests you can do, people you can find, places to find. All these people, places, and things. Including the, uh, <laughs> the Torok quest. Yaha! So, like, randomly throughout the land, you find uh, these hiding spots where you find uh, the Koroks, which they're from uh, Wind Waker. And when you find them, they give you Torox seeds, which you can bring to, uh, I forget the other Torox name, the big one that upgrades your stuff. I don't remember either, but basically you give him a bunch of Korok seeds and he upgrades your stuff. And if you find all, what is it? I think it's, there's 900. Yeah, there's a shit ton. There's like 900 Korok seeds. And what do you get? Oh, I think uh, the Korok's name is Hetsu. Okay. I think. So. <laughs> I think. But basically sure, you find all not? 900 and he's like, oh, wow, you find all 900. Let me give you a special gift. It's a golden turd. He gives you golden poop. What a G. I think that's a... Uh, I don't know if that was a joke from the developers or what, but... This is like, yeah, you did all this effort. Here's some gold shit. Here's a golden turd. But, uh... Like, when I say do everything, like, there's a bunch of shrines. You don't need to go through... Exact, I mean, you have to go through, like, the first four in order to get the stuff for the sheet of slate. But other than that, all the other shrines in the land are pretty much optional. But you find some cool stuff in there. So yeah, you like get some cool it. stuff. A lot of them are test of strength, which lets you get uh, guardian weapons. Uh, a lot of the things that like Breath of the Wild does differently, that you just find a bunch of different weapons. Like You don't just have one sword that you have throughout the game. You find a variety of weapons, like swords, spears, uh, boomerangs, uh, clubs... Like, you get a bunch of different weapons, and the thing that a lot of people don't like, but I really have no problem with, is the fact that, you know, there's a uh, durability thing to these weapons. So, like, after you use a sword for a while, after so many hits, it'll break. Except for, except for when you get the Master Sword. The Master Sword will lose power, and you don't actually lose the Master Sword, but... It just you, has to, like, charge or rest or whatever. Yeah, it has to recharge, and you can't use it until it's recharged. But all the other, like, main weapons, like, they only have so many hits before they break. Which, I get, you know, the complaint about it, because a lot of them feel like, you know, you whack at something, like, three times, and then it bre and then your weapon breaks. Your bokoblin stick broke. Which is very irritating, like, especially when you're really going at it, and you're like, oh, I gotta fight this guy. And you did that, you know, that split-sided thing where it's like, your bleh is badly damaged. And then, like, immediately after that, it'd be like, you're meh, broke. But, uh, you also get... And that applies to not just the bows and whatnot, and, or the swords and whatnot, but, like, bows and all that. Your arrows don't break at all, thank God. But That would be super annoying. Yeah, but, you know, what's, what are arrows without bows? True. And you get, you, you know, you get your staples, you get your... Normal arrows, your ice arrows, your fire arrows, your shock arrows. Um, at the end of the game, when you fight uh, the reincarnation of Ganon, you get light arrows from Zelda. Calamity Ganon? Calamity Ganon. Which, and that's the thing with uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. Like, in the hundred years before, Ganon, you know, obviously had this big thing, and they, uh, they sealed him up, and basically 
during that hundred years while Link was asleep. During that hundred years while Link was asleep, uh, Zelda had been holding him back like this whole time, and she continues to hold him back until you go fight him in Breath of the Wild. Which uh, so Zelda being a badass also canon. <laughs> Zelda being a badass, yeah, yeah, she's a badass, and in Breath of the Wild, she's got a nice ass. She do. Like, she really do. Seriously, in Breath of the Wild... They had no business making her that thick. Like, in Breath of the Wild, like, she doesn't wear a dress like she normal, like she has, like, other Zelda ha- Zeldas have throughout the entire series. Like, she's got, like, leggings on and this thing. And she's just, like... Oh, double-cheeked up on a Tuesday with the sun out. <laughs> but, uh, what was I saying? I lost her to what I was saying. But, uh, but, 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 but. No, uh, yeah, she was holding Ganon back for basically the hundred years while Link was sleeping, and, uh, once you go to fight him, she basically, she's like, I can't hold him back any longer, which also, I forgot to mention about Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild has voice acting this time, and it's not stupid. (laughs) It's not like the CDI games. Uh, the CDI were not, like... Nintendo licensed. <laughs> Can you imagine if they threw those the, were just a fucking mockery? Is what those were. Can you imagine if they threw like, like I'm just imagining a CDI quote in the middle of Breath of the Wild, like well, in the beginning. Excuse me, princess. Like imagine the beginning, you just hear Zelda, like Zelda's like, Link, Link, wake up, and then as soon as he wakes up, he's just like, I just wonder what Ganon's up to. <laughs> <laughs> but. No, in Breath of the Wild, there's a lot of characters have voice acting, except for Link. Because Nintendo was like, when they were developing, they were like, yeah, we're going to keep Link silent because, you know, we want, mute. we want people to, you know... Imprint their own voices on him. Yeah, imprint their own voices. And fun fact, actually, because uh, a lot of times Link, Link doesn't speak, but in the Japanese version, uh, in your, like, quest thing, the actual description of the quest is written out... Like from Link's perspective, like instead of be like, like today I found a Zel- I found a diary entry of Zelda's, or like, today I had a memory of blah blah blah. Like instead of like the final quest being like save you know please save Princess Zelda, in the Japanese version it'll be like I have to save Princess Zelda. So basically, it's all from like Link's perspective. So technically, he does talk, but and even you find that out in uh, once you get to. Hyrule Castle, there's a room where you find Zelda's diary, and you actually, like, hear, you know, she wrote about conversations she had with Link when he was following her around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the Game Grumps episode where they were reading that off, where Aaron was doing his Zelda voice, like, Turns out he's quite a gotten. <laughs> the Guardian Seals are approaching! <laughs> One of them balanced the, balanced the beach ball on their nose! Ah, death approaches. <laughs> Find out if Marin. If I say so myself. Oh, death approaches. Death approaches. Death approaches, but it's get idle. Uh, no, what else was in the same? Oh, did I even mention when Breath of the Wild came out? No, you did not. No, I did not. Gah! Professional. We're professionals here. Uh, I don't, I've never claimed to be a professional. I don't know what you are telling people. <laughs> Uh, it came out March 3rd, 2017. Yeah, so that game was already four years old. 
Yeah, four years old. And, uh, with... It's actually in talks now. Just like Starward Sword, you know, the HD one is coming... The HD remake is coming out this month. Uh, Breath of the Wild is being talked about now and being played again. Because next year, hopefully next year, we get the sequel to Breath of the Wild, which... Kind of relating back to Starward Sword takes a lot of some elements for it as far as uh, some sky islands. And I think I talked about that in a newscast when I was talking about them releasing a trailer for it. There are uh, islands in the sky in the Breath of the Wild sequel, which gives gives off, you know, Starward Sword vibes. Uh, I guess, like, as long as I'm on this train of thought, some similarities between Breath of the Wild and uh, Starward Sword... They kept the uh, the same. Uh, they kept the same stamina system from everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my phone's going off, but I probably know who it is, and I'm in the middle of doing a podcast, so I'm not gonna answer. Um, but yeah, from uh, they kept the same stamina system in uh, between Star Wars: Sword of Breath of the Wild, and basically that's a. Uh, like, in Starward Store, with the stamina system, you know, you can only run for so long before, you know, if you run out of stamina, Link gets tired. But what they did in Breath of the Wild to make it better is, uh, Breath of the Wild, you can actually upgrade your stamina. So, like, you do whatever, you know, you collect a bunch of stuff, and then you get it to, uh, a, a, uh, the little, you know, cherub statue thing. The cherub statue. I and just love that word. <laughs> the little cherub statue cherub. thing. Cherub. It's cute. Yeah, you give it to the statue and you can upgrade your stamina so you actually have more stamina to work with. Uh, but, uh... What else about Breath of the Wild? Do you have any... I suppose... Do you have any favorite moments from Breath of the Wild? All of it. I love that game so much. I can't... I can't... I just like exploring. I like when games give me the option to see the world in its entirety. Like, I just... 90% of me playing Breath of the Wild was just me looking for stuff. Like, I didn't even... I don't think I've ever even finished the game, because I just keep exploring. I was like, do we even have a copy anymore? Yeah, Riot does. But, um... No, with Breath of the Wild, yeah, definitely it's... And I like how on uh, Zelda.com, they their tagline for it is, Step into a world of discovery, exploration, and adventure in The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. But yeah, there's... I guess not to give too much away because I know a lot of people are probably just now playing uh, Breath of the Wild for the first time. <laughs> uh, oh, I wanna, I'm going to read off this review because apparently there's audience reviews on uh, Google and this one caught my attention because this person wrote this in all caps. This game is absolutely amazing. An epic story, lovable characters, and epic battles. Music that captures your soul. You might just cry when you get to the credits. You just might, because I know I sure did. <laughs> uh, I love this. I love this game as it has an amazing storyline, good characters, apart from Rivali, he's cocky and mean, <laughs> and it has a different playstyle than most Legend of Zelda games. It is a game where you can explore and has almost no limits. You can also... You, no, that's not the one I want. Uh, let's see. Has a different Valley play- is a huge dick, but I do like him. Yeah, he's such a cocky asshole. He's such a dick. So, there's uh, four guardian or 
Is it four? Three. Three Guardians. Yeah, three Guardians. Uh, one of them is Mifa, the Zora. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> from Game Drums. How so, could you? I can't believe you'd make such an armor for one such a tea. You, you bitch! There's <laughs> Game Drums playing Breath of the Wild, and there's a part where, like, you go to Zora's domain and you put on this like Zora armor and to prove to this one Zora, uh, Muzu, I think is his name. He's very doubtful of you, and he's like, "Yeah, no, no Hylian can, you know, would earn the respect of Mifa." And one of the things he said once he sees you in the armor, he's like, "I never would have thought she would make armor for one such as he." And then, without missing a beat. Uh, in the game, Muzu turns to the statue of Mifa and it forces on the statue of Mifa. And it's just and supposed to be like this, like, moment of, like, him reflection like, because, I mean... Him realizing that Link Mifa is actually... Mifa was princess and she's de- long been dead and... And Dan, without missing a beat, is just like, YOU BITCH! <laughs> so pretty Uh, yeah, the other Guardians, there's Mifa the Zora, um, Rivali the Rito... Which, I kind of go back to the whole, like, you know, timelines getting mixed together. Because Rito and Wind Waker were supposed to be the evolved form of Zoras. Yeah. Which which is why I think somewhere along the line, timelines got mixed together. Which is how Zoras and Rito can uh, coexist in the same world. Uh, yeah, Rivali the Rito, who is just a huge dick. He is just like a condescending asshole. Like, he obviously, like, he agrees to help you out, but he's just, yeah, he's very condescending. And he agrees to help you out in a way that makes, he's like, well, you obviously can't do it without me, so I guess I'll help. You obviously like, can't you know do what? it without me. It's like, you know what? Choke on something, will you? <laughs> Choke on all the dicks. I know. No, champions they're referred to. I don't know why I called them guardians. Champions. They're the Champions. The, guardian, the Guardians are the robot things that you fight in Breath of the Wild. Those are assholes, too, for no reason. Like, literally, they can one-shot you. Uh, let's see. No. I'll pull this off so I'm actually not talking out my ass. There's... I think the new... Okay, so yeah, there's Mifa the Zora, Rivali the Rito, Daruk the Doron... And Urbosa the Gerudo. Oh, I forgot about Urbosa. Now, Daruk is very, like... I, l- I love Daruk out of the four of them. He's kind of oafish, too. But he's, like, one of those. He's, like, very, like, chummy. Yeah. But he's very supportive, and I'm, I'm here for it. Honestly, if I had a big guy like that, you know, support me, you know, I'd be set for life. Because I'm like, hey, you know, obviously you have my bag, and you're strong enough to fuck anything up if I can't handle it. And, uh, Urbosa. Ooh, Urbosa. Now, let me, let me tell you something about Urbosa. She's, she's very sassy. She's a tall, sassy Gerudo woman. All the Gerudo women are sassy. She! Gerudo women. She. But, the, and that's, and that's another thing, you know, kind of sidetracked from the champions, the, uh, the Gerudos. So, I love, you can actually, you know, you visit the town in the Gerudo Desert. And before you do that, you have to get these clothes, which you collect a bunch of different, like, armor and clothes and stuff in Breath of the Wild. 
But you have to blend in because they don't allow men in their village. So one of them, you, uh, one of the clothes you have to get is like a, a Gerudo outfit, which basically makes you look like a Gerudo woman. Which, honestly, you know, Link kind of slays in it. Link is very androgynous. Very. Like, he don't, he, he don't give a shit. Well, no, I mean, I mean, like, he's very... I'm a man. Now I'm a woman. Yeah. He's androgynous. He could go either way. Like, he's a very pretty man. Wow, she's so pretty. That's Mr. Boy Link. <laughs> That's Mr. Boy Link. Uh, but I'm trying to think of... See here, like, who, uh... Who takes over? There, uh... Because there's different members of each... Like, tribe, I guess, that kind of take over for the old champions. Because the, uh... The champions, you know, the hundred years before the events of Breath of the Wild... The champions had, like, died, basically. And there are people... There are different, uh, people now in each tribe that kind of take over that thing. Like, there's another Rudo, there's another Doron, there's another Zora, there's another Gerudo that kind of takes, uh, takes their place and helps uh, Link out. Um, if I can find... If I can, if I can find their names, I don't think they have it in here. No, they don't. Uh, let me look at it. Let me try to do new champions. I should have been a lot more prepared than this, but I am an idiot. New champions, Breath of the Wild. That'll probably. But, 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 what, future champions? Is that. Nope, that's not gonna give me anything. God, why is it so hard to look it up? Why am I so bad at this game? I was a bird. Damn it! Uh, actually, maybe if I just look up Breath of the Wild characters, that'll probably give me what I need. <laughs> Are you guys enjoying this research bit? Is this is this entertaining to you? <laughs> okay, it is Hetsu. I was right on that. Uh, the one Torok. But uh, okay. So now I got it here. So the Zora, like the Zora, that kind of takes the place of Rivali, is Prince Sidon, which I absolutely love. Sidon, just like from the moment he meets you, he is like a hundred percent on your side, and he, he's very broish. Is that the um? The one he does the he does the fist thing and he smiles. He does a ding. <laughs> oh, the one that talks to um the king and. The, this is the man who trained his nerds in Mifa. That guy. Yeah, I love him. Uh, the Doron that <laughs> the Doron that takes over for uh, Daruk kind of that takes the place in the story is Yanobo, who at first is this like chicken shit Doron, but once he realizes you know his purpose, he's more he's a lot more confident. Uh, Riju is the Gerudo that kind of takes the place of. Excuse me. Takes the place of uh, Urbosa. And she's a lot younger and she's like the the queen, I guess, or like the leader. And basically she helps <laughs> she helps you out in the the jam. And uh Teba is the Rito that 
takes over for uh, Rivali. And I should mention too about these these champions that once you like once you fight the I think it's the the once you fight the divine beasts because there's uh, four different divine beasts you have to awaken in order to help you out with uh, Ganon. Which if you awaken all four of them, then you uh, you know once you go to fight Ganon. There's like a cutscene that plays where each of the champions kind of their spirits come back and activate the divine beast, activate this laser that goes to Hyrule Castle and like chips off like half of Calamity Ganon's health. But uh, also after you defeat each divine beast, there's uh, from the champions you get like a special power to help you out, help you out, you know, exploring and whatnot. Like from Rivali, you get Rivali's Gale, which basically you hold a button and it creates a gust of wind which lets you launch into the air. And then, uh, from Elbosa, you get, uh, Urbosa's Fury, which lets you, like, when you charge up, like, uh, I think you do, like, a certain attack, and it just releases this, like, lightning attack afterwards. And then, uh, there's Daruch Protection, which basically, when you activate it, creates this big, like, shield around you. And basically, you know, without you having to use your actual shield. And then there's Mipha's Protection, which basically is always, you know, like, when you run out of health, it activates and basically gives you another shot. But each one of them has a uh, cooldown, basically. So you can't just, like, spam the shit out of it. Like, you, know, you use it once and then you gotta wait a while for it to be active again. But, uh... Yeah, no, uh... And this one... Uh, like I said before... I already mentioned the voice acting, right? Yeah, the voice acting in this, I actually thought was really good. A lot of people don't like it, but I actually really like the voice acting in this. Like, each of the voices for each for any of the characters that do uh, that do speak, you know, it fits them. Uh, what other... I was like, what other character? You know, you know what character I love from this game? Pura. She's a, she's a scientist that I guess experimented on herself. And she accidentally made herself turn younger. So she's actually older, but she looks like she's like eight. And she's very sassy and does like a pose with, uh, you know, she does like that, uh, basic, uh, the, <laughs> the basic white girl, uh, peace pose with her eye. Now she like, <laughs> she like does that. But, uh, uh, who else? God, why can't I find her? There's uh, somebody else you meet in the uh, the Shita village in uh, Kakariko village. In the Kakariko village of this game. Oh, I stole your crown. <laughs> Dutch crown. Dutch crown. That's what it was. Um, what was her name? I'm trying I'm trying to find it. I don't know what it was. I think it was... God, no, it's not even here. Why wouldn't they have it here? She's like very important to the story and I can't... I can't find her. Uh-uh. I'm trying to remember the episode where Aaron's like, I love her. She's my wife. She's my boy. She's my favorite character. Not Claire. Not Coco. Not Ollie. Paya. Paya. Paya, that's what it was. Gotcha, got you, Are you piecing out of this podcast? I'm trying. Well... Alright, I guess I'll wrap this up. Um, 
But yeah, no, Breath of the Wild and Skyward Sword are both really great games, and I highly recommend it. Uh, one last thing I want to mention about Breath of the Wild, I guess, that actually popped up recently uh, from Kotaku. Uh, Breath of the Wild player opens the game's final impossible chest. Uh, and basically, it's an impossible chest that I'm just hearing about now. Yeah, so basically what it is, is there is this chest in this certain spot in the game that like would spawn like underneath water or whatever. And once you got a certain distance from it, it would like it start sinking to the ground and then just disappear. But I guess there's a player, there's somebody, uh, there's somebody that actually managed to. So what's in this magical chest? Oh, it was just a piece of amber. Oh, that's lame. But I guess it was. I guess the more important thing of it was that there was this chest that you know just nobody could get at because it would disappear as soon as anybody got tried to get close to it. But this person actually managed to get, uh, like, do a bunch of stuff to get this chest out of the water and actually, you know, access this chest. Mm. So, yeah. And there's uh, there's all kinds of people that... There's so many ways to play this game. Like, people... I'm actually impressed with a lot of ways people were able to play this game. Like, you know, you use uh, your stasis powers, which freezes an object in time. You know, you use a stasis on, like, a you cut a tree and then freeze it right away, and then you hit it a bunch of times so that once it unfreezes, it just launches. But a lot of people do that and then hop on the thing so that they can just launch great distances. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many ways to break the game. It's, it's, it's not even funny. But, uh, I think I originally played this game on the Wii U, which I wanted to play on the Switch because there's additional stuff on the Switch. And there's just, there's a lot of references to... Oh, there's other games, and it's just it's just a great game overall. That in Star Wars, Sword. so yeah, I highly recommend both of them. Uh, any last thoughts? Nope. No. <laughs> you look tired. I'm very tired. <sighs> I worked all day today. Was I just talking about Breath of the Wild made you tired? No, the fact that I worked all day and it's now 10:30, and I have to be at work at 8:30 makes me tired. God, you shouldn't have to work on 4th of July weekend. Nobody should have to work on 4th of July weekend. That's kind of dumb. But I'm booked solid, so I'm going to be making fake. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, just to wrap this up, go play Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild. Do it now, or I will come to your house and I will force you to play it. Just kidding, I'm not going to force you. I don't know where you live. Yet. <laughs> He's all talk, don't listen to him. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's gonna uh, that's gonna do it for this week's episode. Uh, if you guys do you guys like Star Wars Sword of Breath of the Wild, let me know. Uh, let me know on social medias. Now, normally I just well you know if you want to go straight to my social medias, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, it's all Super Tamp64. But now there's a there's a, a simple way to get to that now. I actually have a website now for the podcast so link will be in the description it's uh you know the name of the podcast whatever uh, super team 64 podcast at wordpress.com link to that will be in the description and basically you can go anything you go at anything from there and it's uh the website basically has you know links to all the other places you can hear the podcast uh it'll show my latest episodes and at the bottom will have all my social medias so like i said if you want to go straight to my social medias super team 64 instagram twitter uh, TikTok. I don't know why I almost forgot that one. Uh, my YouTube too is there as well. 
uh, yeah, just go to the website, you know, let me know, you know, find my social media, let me know what you guys think of this episode. Uh, also in the description, as always, there's the voice message link, you know, send me a voice message if you really, if you feel inclined. Uh, also there's the link to support this podcast, you know, you totally don't have to support this podcast, but any support does really help this podcast become better for you. And I think with that, I'm going to call it a night. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, bless your face. If you sneeze while listening to this, bless you. you know, we've been Cam and Tate. I hope you guys stay hydrated. Take care. Love you all. Bye-bye. Wash your goddamn hands. <laughs> yeah, wash your goddamn hands. <laughs> all right, bye.